So last but not least, Max interviews me and I kind of lay it all out, my thoughts on the questions that I had been asking others. Again, if you don't historically know who I am, then this is going to be super helpful. But if you have been following me for any length of time, you may know some of these things, although many of them I have never shared before. So without further ado, let's listen to Max interview me and what I have to say. Let's go ahead and get into this. Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot inbound and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the Spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. All right, so George, you just recorded the first episode of the new HubSpot podcast, The Spot. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, my initial thoughts are it's everything that I thought it would be. And what I mean by that is I've done a lot of podcasts. I've done single podcasts, just me talking. I've done interview style with guests. Uh, I've done a host co-host podcast. I've even done a HubSpot specific podcast before. And what I know is that a lot of the success or failure of a good show is chemistry. And so being able to kind of look at the inbound HubSpot ecosystem and handpick a couple folks that I realized and thought and dreamt of the ability of having this chemistry on camera and and just on the show in the audio version um, and to be in it, see it, watch it, look at your face, Julie's face, Doug's face, um, and just see like everything kind of firing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What makes George super happy? So it might sound interesting, but what makes me happy is success. And success Mm -hmm. comes in a lot of different ways, right? Um, Success, uh, raising four children, two sons, two daughters, um, and seeing them kind of going out into the world and becoming who they are, that success, that makes me happy. Being married for almost 20 years um, in a world where that is an anomaly at this point um, is success, and that makes me happy. Um, Being able to, you know, take myself from what was 320 pounds down to right now, right around 259 uh, is success. That makes me happy. Being able to understand that my journey started at a very unexpected place to where I am now is success and it makes me happy. But most of all, I like to spin this and look at the success of others. Um, that's what makes me happy. When I can do a HubSpot onboarding and people go from zero to hero inside the tool, uh, it's success. I'm happy. When I see you know, fellow employees that have a question and they thank me because they watched one of our YouTube videos uh, that I nerded out and created, um, that makes me happy. And so if, if you look at me as a person, I'm in my Zen spot, my happy spot, when I am being the catalyst for growth Mm -hmm. or success for others. What gets your blood boiling in a heartbeat? 
Yeah, hashtag hashtag freaking triggered, bro. Yeah. <laughs> social social media and and here's what I mean by that. Close-minded people who think that they're always right, who think that they're always better, uh, who are not uh, able to open themselves up, meaning be vulnerable, be empathetic, to grow, listen, or engage in a way that we're supposed to versus like what I'll say is um, posting on social media with what might be blinders on. That freaking triggers me because for me, social media, and, and we talk about the internet, we talk about education, you know, we'll talk about that here later in this interview, but to me, social media is not necessarily just a place where you should go to ingest information, but it's a place where you should go for who you want to show up in the world. And if you look at any of, and by the way, I'm not saying I'm doing it right, but if you look at my social channels, it's typically positivity, inspiration, motivation, education. And if you read it like a book, it would almost show you who I am and who I wish the rest of the world could be or might be or the potential to be. Like, I don't think anybody ever stops and looks at somebody's feed and reads it over time. We always see like the sporadic post here, the sporadic post there. And I would challenge people to go to my Facebook, especially, and just start at the top and just read your way through it um, and then stop and think about the last thing or the last five things that you posted on social and what that did to your friends or your family or your followers, making them a better person a worse person like yeah dude i get yeah. triggered on social and i try not to in delivering like this podcast like what what are you hoping to like deliver like to the actual audience of the spot an experience you know listen i've watched people talk about education and even hubspot education just education in general, that it can be boring. And I don't think education has to be boring. I think it can be entertaining, right? It can be edutainment, if you will. And uh, that's what I look forward to providing for the the HubSpot community with the spot is a one-stop shop, single place that sales, marketing, service, and dev teams can come to have a cohesive conversation around the same topics uh, and go back, you know, from listening on their drive or their flight or their walk um, and hit the, the inner circles of their company, whether it be remote or on location and have talking points of like, yeah, 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 I totally agree. Or we totally disagree or whatever it is, but this kind of central piece of educational, entertaining content that an entire company can get involved with and enjoy uh, to help them grow better. So at the end of the day, an experience. Now, like you personally though, like what are you hoping to get out of being part of the spot? It's funny because I have had the opportunity to grow a brand, um, a personal brand. You know, some might say it's large. I feel like it's eh, okay. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy who I am. But again, I go back to this whole catalyst for growth. And what I want to get out of it is I want to see, you know, Doug Davidoff's um, business brand and personal brand uh, grow because of the show. I want to see, you know, Max Cohen uh, become like 
you know, one of the superstars of HubSpot and inbound because now there's all of a sudden this audience um, that know, you know, who he is, what he does, what makes him tick. Um, and even Julie, Julie is to me an, an amazing person. And the fact that she has been doing HubSpot and inbound since 2011, bro, that's two years before I thought about even entering the HubSpot scene. Um, she deserves to be unleashed into the community and for people to see uh, what type of thought leader she is, how amazing her brain is. And so like, that's all I want. I just yeah. want the growth of the hosts to can like just be my main focus and whatever I can do to help enable that. I know that all, what is that rising tides, right? All ships rise with rising. If, if your guys' personal brands and business brands grow, so will mine at the same time. And so- yeah. I'm not really focused on me personally getting anything out of the show other than growing people. And what's yeah. funny as I talk about that, I'm talking about the hosts, but flip it to the question that I just answered too, is it's like, it is for me about growth of the hosts and growth of the community. That's all I want to see. Your thoughts on personal education. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a necessity. And what I mean by that, not for everybody, uh, is it a necessity? Well, you know what, actually, I, I'll take that back. I do think for everybody, it's a necessity, even though they don't feel it or see it. Uh, here's, here's the real deal, Holyfield. Some people know this about me. Some people don't know this about me, but um, I'm a high school dropout. And I'm a high school dropout who each and every day gets the ability to teach and train uh, you know, million plus dollar companies, how to market, sell, and be human in a digital world. So personal education is the only way that I would have ever gotten here. I remember when I got my first agency job and they asked me um, if I knew how to use InDesign. And I was like, in what? <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, well, look, you're going to have to be able to use InDesign. And I went home and over the weekend, I got four lynda.com InDesign certifications. I came back that Monday and was like, here you go. Been on this treadmill ever since of like, need to do it, go learn it, do it. Need to learn it, learn it, go do it. What's fun is that primed me for when I, in 2012, stumbled into HubSpot through uh, winning tickets to inbound, where I just was like, okay. This is going to be my thing. I need to learn everything HubSpot possible. And yeah. if I wouldn't have taken the opportunity to do that personal education, if it wouldn't have been a necessity, I don't think I would be who I am today. And, mm -hmm. and I've said this before publicly that if it wasn't for HubSpot Academy, there would be no George B. Thomas, right? The yeah. branded HubSpot guy wouldn't, wouldn't be here because it was all the certifications, all the webinars, all the personal education that you can dive into for free has gotten me where I am now to the point where I'm doing the same thing for other people with Sprocket Talk and our own educational content that we're creating. So personal education is a necessity. So do it today. Now through that whole journey, like where was it that you first realized like you were an educator, you wanted to educate people? Like where, when did that happen? Yeah, so it's a really weird story because the first glimmer of it was when I was younger, 
but then I didn't believe that I could ever do it. So I had this, I've always been kind of nerdy and uh, I was trying to explain to my dad the what RAM memory is, random access mm. memory inside of a computer. And it, I, I looked at him and I said, well, okay, here's a five gallon bucket. And if I try to fill that five gallon bucket up with water, I can use a garden hose or I can use a fire hose. Which one is gonna fill up quicker? And he said, well, of course, the fire hose. And I said, well, then this one's eight megs of RAM and this one's 32 megs of RAM. And that's why the bucket fills up faster in your computer. And he was like, oh, okay. I knew there was something there at that point where I was yeah. able to like use story and things that people really understood to actually teach a lesson. And I knew that it felt good. The problem is uh, probably about a year and a half to two years after that, I had a math teacher, uh, an educator, who told me that I would never amount to anything in front of the class and I believed him. And that's when I became a high school dropout. And the impossibility of being an educator when you're a dropout seems like, well, duh, you can't educate anybody. You yeah. couldn't even educate yourself. You couldn't even follow the system. And so it took me a lot of years to actually figure out a, that I could amount to something B that I could educate myself on anything that I wanted to learn. It's funny. I, I've been told by my parents and numerous friends and acquaintances over the years of like, dude, you're a sponge. Like you find this thing that you want to learn about, you absorb it, you know it, and then you flip around and you teach it, right? It started with like lifeguarding and uh, archery and rappelling, and then it turned into like computer stuff and now uh, HubSpot, which then turned into video. Like it just is this thing that I do kind of that beginning piece and then going through this whole corrosive thing of not thinking that I could and then realizing actually that <laughs> believing that I couldn't be an educator um, probably is what makes me the best educator because I've seen it done wrong and yeah. I know how to do it right. What color best describes your personality? Yeah, I know everybody wants me to say orange. I know everybody wants me to <laughs> Your say- Your room really wants you to say orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody wants me to say orange because it's the HubSpot color. It's the Impulse Creative color. It's the Sprocket Talk color. Um, and I have embraced orange as one of my power colors, brand colors. And I'm cool with that. But a little unknown fact and the color that I think describes me um, the most and unfortunately is also a competitor's color- <laughs> Is, uh, is purple. Thanks, Marketo, for choosing that. Um, but purple for me has always been calming. It's yeah. always been soothing. It's, almost, it's like a mid-tone. Yeah. And so why is that important to me? Well, I feel like it's, it's kind of my, my thing to help calm situations. I always try to listen to both sides. So that mid color, right? I'll listen to this side, listen to that side. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm a Libra. I'm the scales, right? I'm always weighing things out. And I feel like the, the purple color is just a, it's, it's deep, right? Mm -hmm. Usually it's a deep color. It's a mid color. And so, yeah, as, as much as it may shock people, A, that's my favorite color, yeah, that's really weird the way that I just described that. But no, it but makes sense. My Every color, other room in the house is purple. <laughs> no, there are, what's funny is <laughs> there are no other rooms that are purple in this house, but the room that I'm in right now used to be purple until yeah. my wife painted it orange. So there's that. City or country? 
Yeah, this has actually been a lifelong battle for me uh, because I grew up in Montana and oh. um, I was a country boy through and through. And when I lived in the country, I always said I wanted to live in the asphalt jungle. I wanted mm. the sidewalks and the buildings. And so I then ended up living in California and um, I loved it. I loved it. The culture and the, the horns and the smog and the lights and the grates and the, and, but you know what, over time I was like, man, I, I want to live in the country. And uh, then I'd live in the country and I'd be like, oh man, I just really want to live in the city. Like I miss the city. And so like I've gone back and forth both places. So where I am right now, I think is amazing. I live in a community that feels like suburbia, but if you drive out of our community, we're in the country, but mm -hmm. we're 10 minutes away from a city and uh, 35 minutes away from a big city, right? So I, yeah. within 35 minutes, I can be in uptown Charlotte and feel like I'm in the city, but then I can come back to my sanctuary through the country to get to my sanctuary of suburbia. I kind of found the best of both worlds, but for yeah. my entire life, it's been this like internal battle of country or city. All right, speed round. You ready? Yep. Skittles or M&Ms? Skittles without a doubt. Read a book or listen to a book? Uh, Audible all day long. Ketchup or mustard? <sighs> I want to say mayo. I love ketchup, but I can't eat it anymore. So mustard. Swimming or biking? Swimming. I'm a fish, bro. Cable or streaming? What's funny is I like both. Um, I kind of only have cable because my wife won't let us go full streaming. I would love to say both, but I'll go with uh, streaming. And unfortunately, that might even cost me more than my cable bill at this point. Gummy worms or gummy bears? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I love them both. Again, difficult <laughs> questions, right? I created the dang speed round and it's difficult. Um, plus, I've heard every answer from you guys so far, which is hilarious. And I'm not, I try not to bring any of those up, but I will tell a story. Um, I love gummy bears. Two things about gummy bears. One, when I was a kid, I would actually um, like take the head off of the gummy bears and I would swap bodies. So it'd be like a red head on like a white body and like a green <laughs> head on like, a, so that was weird in a way, but it was like something fun that I did with gummy bears. Uh, and then the other thing that I really like, uh, and again, here's the thing, I don't drink anymore, which is weird. That happened about a year ago. Um, but I used to love to take gummy bears and soak them in some like vodka or mm -hmm. pineapple rum or whatever. And so, a lot of people out there watching this or listening to this may do like jello shots. Well, instead of jello shots, try to let gummy bears soak in the alcohol of your choice for about 24 hours and then put those in those little shot cups and see how that party goes. Uh, well, hey, but I mean, if you're tied between gummy worms and gummy bears, if we could dial in on gummy worms, regular or like the super sour ones? Oh, I can't. No, no sour. I, no sour. I don't, I don't like, I don't like any of the sour things when it comes to candy. Like, yep. um, I've tried, um, sour patch kids or uh, whatever it is. The warheads, the, the warheads. Oh man, dude, I feel like I'm going <laughs> to get sick just thinking about it. If I yep. wanted to do sour, like I'd eat a damn jalapeno pepper. Um, yep. I wouldn't go for the candy aisle.
Well, that was absolutely fun. And let me just throw this out there. I'm not going for jalapenos. I'm not going for sour candy. But what I am going for is the rest of the episodes that will be coming in the future for this show, The Spot. It's been so fun to record, edit, release the first episode, to do these mini interviews with the hosts. And as we move forward, you know, we're just going to add a ton of value. I'm sure we'll have some guest hosts. When we have guest hosts, we'll do mini interviews to actually get to know them a little bit better as well and really just build and grow this community. Hey, heck, one of these days, you might even be one of the co-hosts on the spot. Remember to use hashtag the spot podcast or hashtag Sprocket Talk if you're engaging. Remember to go ahead and subscribe on your favorite app for your podcast. And hey, if you want to leave us a review, a rating, that will always help. But most of all, make sure as you continue to listen to the other episodes of The Spot, make sure you're being a happy, helpful, humble human. And of course, along the way, make sure you're doing some happy hub spotting.